you know, we've got some much needed rain in the forecast. We've had some much needed rain, but it's not quite enough to really mitigate the damage that's being done by Alberta wildfires. This has been the worst season, the most unprecedented situation that we've dealt with in a long time here in our province. And we're looking at all of the different effects. You know, you think about these areas that have been evacuated and what structural damage looks like to people's homes, people's livelihoods, the emotional toll of having to evacuate. There's another component that we haven't touched on much, and that is the wildlife that's living in these areas or that was living in these areas affected by these wildfires. So are we looking at extinction for some of these species? What does this really mean for our environment? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's a professor of biology at the University of British Columbia, Dr. Karen Hodges. Dr. Hodges, thanks for making the time. Hey, it's a pleasure to be with you. It's interesting living in Edmonton because, you know, we've had maybe a few days here where the smoke has really affected our our quality of life and our air here. But for the most part, unless you're really paying a lot of attention or you have somebody who is going through the the wildfire situation, it, it almost seems like it's happening far away. But the impact of it has been very substantial and incredibly profound, hasn't it, Dr. Hodges? You're absolutely right. What we're seeing with these fires this year is so early in the spring and so big in terms of the landscapes that are affected across Canada, and we have a lot of burning season yet to come. So we are changing forests for years to decades to centuries to come. So when we're taking a look at the wildlife that lives in these areas that's been that's been burned, that's been impacted by these wildfires, how many species are we really talking about? What types of, of animals, what types of vegetation are we really looking at here? Oh, anybody who lives in a forest. So hundreds of species, quite literally, that call these environments home. And these severe fires, when they kill all the plant matter, all the trees, that sets up bad conditions for years to come Mm -hmm. for many species. So we are expecting a lot of animals also to be killed in these particular fires, especially because they're burning in spring when so many animals are nesting or denning and the offspring just won't be able to to flee from the flame. Do we have an idea of of numbers when we're talking about all these different species that live in this area? Do we have an idea of what that impact looks like? Yes, we do, because people regularly measure fire severity as a as a count of dead trees. Mm. And in some areas, it's close to 100% or is 100%. For animals, it's a lot trickier right. because it's hard to find the carcasses, <laughs> uh, not to put too fine a point on it. We know that burrowing animals can often survive quite well because the undersoil just doesn't get hot in a fire. And so especially an animal that has a deep burrow will do just fine. We know that really mobile animals will be able to evacuate and they'll suffer because they are moving into habitats that may not be as good or they're moving into good habitat that is already occupied. But a lot of the things that aren't mobile, so the babies or, you know, things like porcupines that just can't move very fast, Mm may indeed end up being killed by these wildfires. So are we talking about a situation where some of these species could be facing extinction? That's a very open question. We know globally that habitat loss is a major threat to species persisting. And obviously wildfire 
is a major way to convert mature forest into very young <laughs> regrowing mm-hmm. forest. And so species that require that mature forest, if we don't have a lot of those those individuals around and then we burn where they live, yes, we could be looking at this adding to to the extinction risk, maybe even being the final blow. I think we can all imagine a situation where a wildfire is taking out the habitat of some of these animals that 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 live there, that populate it. If some of them are able to get away and to go and migrate to other forests and other areas, does that disrupt the ecology in those areas, or are they do they just sort of assimilate into a different environment and it's sort of seamless? What what does that look like? I expect a lot of mortality for the animals that are fleeing from the fire. We don't have a good handle on this. We have very few data of, you know, here this this cougar was living here and a fire came into its home range and what did it do? Mm. And so we, we, we really don't have a strong sense of where the, the animals that are fleeing end up going. But if you think about it, the most forest is home to somebody. So, you know, a cougar will have a home range here and then another cougar next door and then another cougar next door. Mm-hmm. And if suddenly you have 10 cougars that are just displaced and they have to go somewhere, that's not going to go well. There's going to be territorial fights for those resources. And it's it's not going to be easy for the displaced animals to find new homes. Dr. Hodges, is there any... Is there is there anything that we can do? Is there anything that anyone can? Is there any help that people can give? So I I strongly urge that we get serious about fighting climate change because we know that is contributing to these mega fires. I think we need to change our forest management so that we are protecting more mature forest and just have more options for for keeping species on the system as we are seeing so much forest converted. Mm. I think we need more research on how animals do handle post-fire and how quickly things regrow. I think we need to change what we do around salvage logging because we know that salvage logging can delay how quickly forests regrow and how quickly animals come back into those ecosystems. Explain so, just explain that a little bit to sort of paint the picture. You know, when these areas are burned or they're destroyed for for whatever reason, how long does it take for animals to be able to repopulate that space? So what happens is you get different species coming back at different times. So immediately after a fire, you know, in the, in the six months to a year after, you get species like fireweed, deer mice, weasels that eat the deer mice, coyotes, it's species that are generalists and can handle just about any kind of habitat condition. Mm. Species that require higher cover, so tall saplings, a shrub layer, some mature trees, that will take decades until enough trees regrow to the right kind of size. So here I'm thinking about Martin Fisher, which is a, a, large, a large member of the weasel family, great horned owls that require tall trees for nesting in. For them, it's going to be decades before they have the right kind of tree to be able to set up a a nest or a den. 
first snowshoe hares, it's going to take at least 15 to 25 years before there are enough saplings that they feel safe and that they have food to eat and can avoid their predators. So it, it it's a moving mosaic of, of how quickly different species come back. But there are a lot of things that need those mature forests, and that's going to take a, a bunch of decades. Well, Dr. Hodges, thank you so much for painting this part of the picture that I think hasn't gotten uh, enough attention quite yet. Really appreciate your time and your expertise today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. That's Dr. Karen Hodges, a professor of biology at the University of British Columbia, talking about Canada's worst fire season in decades, worst wildfire season in the 21st century, uh, had could potentially be fast-pacing extinction for some of these species.